Vital Educators podcast is hosted by self-development coach, investor, and renowned educator, Ahmed Saqib. Ahmed will speak to fellow educators, young professionals, ordinary people like you and me about their life choices that allowed them to become successful in their careers. He will also delve deeper into the psychology and their perception of success, the good, bad, and the ugly. For young students, he will discuss techniques to help you with your learning and development. Ahmed is committed to helping you determine what you want to do in life. He will share his own life experiences of self-discovery and self-realization that has led him to launch this venture. So this podcast is for anyone who wants to know more about various paths to becoming successful in any profession or passion. Hi guys, it's Ahmed here from Vital Educators. So this is the third part of a three-hour-long podcast I did with my friend, uh, who's a medical graduate student. Um, in the first two parts, we discussed a plethora of topics ranging from finance to culture and religion. If you want to listen to that, please check out episode three and episode four. This part, uh, however, focuses purely on world politics. Zada and I discuss and go deeper into why the world is being more and more chaotic and why we have our own solution to these problems so have a listen and please give me a review on apple podcast thank you since when have we trusted politicians blank uh, as a blanket statement anyway there's never even no no did, modern society the reason no the fact of the matter is because we did that is because they were they were they they decided that it was a good idea to bo- go bomb other countries and have bases in those countries Right now, I mean, we know what happened with Qasem Soleimani in uh, when they killed that general in Iran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it's because of the idea that in two thousand and one and before that as well, Americans as a public, um, I'm not talking about the 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 young people now. I'm talking about the elder generation actually supported the idea of let's go bomb these people. These people are maniacs. These people are not like us. They don't drink, eat, live the way we do. They dress differently. They're different people. So where are you getting this from? The, the idea that the, the the older Americans just wanted to bomb everyone. I'm not saying the the I'm I'm. I'm where I'm getting the ideas from is because it was engineered by the media of that time who was supporting the 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 narrative of war because we should where, where are you getting this idea from in, uh, full stop like the reason you, you earlier you mentioned that uh, why like saying people supporting the government I'm saying people do support their governments in a lot of the cases yeah so so this is why I mentioned it to you mm. is that people even in America, not maybe not right now, but earlier, who who had no clue, they were just being. Fa- I mean, India is a fantastic example of that. People are eating whatever Modi is saying about Muslims over there. People are eating na- Hindu nationalists right now, and there's obviously a lot more majorities. About eighty, sorry, eight hundred million. Yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, 800 million people are eating what Modi is saying. What happened in Myanmar, the whole Buddhist population of Myanmar ate that and they said everything's absolutely fine. China's doing to Uyghur Muslims right now. Yeah. All of other Chinese people are eating it. It's absolutely fine. So I guess fine. you're right. People will eat it. People do have faith. This is why we, I mean, it circles around to the one same thing that we're going to still talk about as well, um, is critical thinking skills. Mm. We all need critical thinking skills. And the question becomes, how do we develop that within society? That's the hardest part. To answer answer that question in particular, the same way that, or 
that our teachers did it and can build. I don't think our teachers questions. did that. This is the thing. You think I ask us questions? I don't think they did. Maybe some teachers did. Yeah. But I'm talking yeah, about only the structure. Yeah. The structure. Th- this is why I, I mean you, uh, you didn't listen to my last podcast. I mean this, I did talk about this. The structure, uh, the educational structure in any country is not based on that. It's about you do this, you study, and you give exam exams, and you get your grades, and that's it. And you've passed in life, and then now go out into the world and think critically. I, I actually believe that scientists should be politicians. <laughs> and okay, yeah. Yeah, but you're mixing it with morality. I mean, some scientists I, I, can I do be agree immoral. As well. You know, what I, mean? I do agree with that as well. I mean, uh, people. The argument against this is that China actually does employ uh, a lot of scientists in their government, and they're the ones who are helping make the the suppression of the Uyghur Muslims as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Morality, it comes down to morality, what's right and what's wrong. And that's exactly. a really difficult and question. I think answer. that boils down to, the, 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 how do you get to that point? We get to that point because of critical thinking. And having an, a critical mind allows you to analyze things uh, and make a conclusive um make a conclusive decision make a conclusion basically based on sound evidence and your morals can so, I just say something though go on I think people think that Xi Jinping is an inherently evil person mm-hmm. and I think so that, is Don't people think about, about Donald, uh, Trump, Donald Trump, is, Trump is is like incompetent. I it's incompetent I think there's a difference so he's not evil then I don't think I think someone who's genuinely stupid is not evil but <laughs> let me talk about Xi Jinping I think Xi Jinping is really important to okay. understand okay so Xi Jinping, I think he's he has similar philosophy to me, believe it or not, <laughs> which is okay. which is quite pure consequentialism. Okay, meaning he just he's just looking at the outcome of his of his life. Okay, what do I want the end result of his life to, of my life to be? This mm-hmm. is what he's thinking. This mm-hmm. is my obviously I, I've never met the geezer. I'm just I'm just assuming from what his actions are, and his whole his whole legacy is about making China. Not for the sake of being China, but to make China the best country for the same reason the Americans want America to be the best country. In other words, to civilize the world, to make Pakistan this dirt country, dirt road country at the bottom of his, uh, the the bottom of his borders, mm. as efficient as possible, so that it can continue its trade and influence south of its border. Why does China want to continue its his influence? Not for any other reason, but to make the world a better place. That's the way they see it. Okay, well, the or higher their version of better place. They, exactly, exactly. What do they mean? What do they mean by better place? They mean a more prosperous place. The way Beijing has risen, they want the rest. They want Pakistan to rise like that as well. But they, the only way that it can happen is with a strong government. Okay, mm. a government that doesn't allow for people's other personal problems to get involved in it. It just they don't want any distractions. If they want to build a massive highway through your neighborhood, because it makes the rest of another country more prosperous, then I'm sorry, Mr. Small Neighborhood, but you've got to take the sacrifice on the chin. Yeah? We'll, have, we'll relocate but that's not Yeah, but, that, but that's not what they're doing with Uyghur Muslims, though. But with the Uyghur you know Muslims... what they're doing with Uyghur so, Muslims. So, I do, I do. They're, it's they're a concentration systematically, camp. yeah, eliminating them. It's genocide. Not because, it's genocide. Yeah, not because they yeah. want to... Not, not because they want to build a road between their community. Mm. I know where you, when you say yeah. neighborhood, you, you're referring to Pakistan, they're building Krakow and yeah, 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 Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. But that's not what... I mean, read why Xi Jinping... We don't even know why, anyway. But why well, he's, he... Do, there's reports that leaked out. And even then, he... He considers them... Not he, but uh, the most of the Chinese population considers the Muslims as terrorists, as yeah. as an as an offensive force, as um, a, as a poison in their society. Basically, the Uyghur Muslims are separatists 
Yeah. Are they? They are genuinely separatists. Oh, okay, I didn't know this. In a, in a simple way, they just wow. don't want to be involved in China. So they're on the border of China, okay? Oh. And they're just like, just leave us alone. Let us be Uyghur. We speak our own language. We have our own religion. Just let us be ourselves. You guys can build around our land. We'll just leave our land alone. But Xi Jinping is like, hold up a second. You hold a cheesy point. You're on our border. We need our border to be strong in case someone rolls in with a bunch of tanks. And you guys are there, basically farmers and peasants who have like a limited infrastructure. You're not going to let us put our own military in your zones. You're not going to let us put our own, like, um, we need to build as efficient a border as possible. And you're just in the way, basically. And then they had clashes. So they had, uh, I don't know if they had suicide bombs, but they had like fights. Like the way the Palestinian Israelis have fights, similar kind of idea. And then it's funny that didn't make the news though. I don't know yeah. how you know this, but uh, and so this has been happening for the last decade or so. And so um, uh, initially the response was limited against uh, the Uyghurs. It was just similar to the way Israelis had responses against uh, the Palestinians. But then eventually it escalated and there were a few terrorists. That, uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I know people got killed on both sides essentially. Mm. Um, and obviously China has the upper hand. It's a massive government around these simple people mm. sort of crushed them. And that's what's happening right now. So it's like, if you're not going to listen to us, we're just going to eliminate you. And this is the consequentialist mind of Xi Jinping. He's not thinking about these individual families. And so the, when and you say you, you and him are similar, are you saying that... I'm not saying I would do... I'm not saying I would do the same because um, you have to have a balance in ethics. You can't be a pure... You can't you can't detach yourself from, from, from suffering of, it, of the individuals. You know, it's, it's not easy to be in a lot of, in, in a position of power because then you say okay fine are you going to really suggest that we just leave that side of our border completely weak and vulnerable to attack from other countries or we're going to uh, I didn't know I, I didn't know this was the problem yeah. because I thought nobody knows the problem I thought the problem was the fact that they have an anti-Muslim government no, and they feel threatened by Muslims so what they it's kind not, of like what India has done basically it is kind of Islam is, Islam is a very um, political ideology so they did the same thing with, um, oh man, it's a very, it's a Buddhist cult, basically. That Myanmar? Was in, no, no, in China. In China. So they did the exact same thing. They freaking harvested organs and stuff of these, no Bud- of these Buddhists within China. Wow. So there was a, there's a Buddhist movement within China. This is older than the Uyghur problem. Um, and what happened was, uh, there was a bunch of hippie Buddhists in China. And all they were doing was being hippie. This is in the nineties. Okay, just de- doing drugs? No, doing hippie stuff, that like peace and love in the parks, yoga in the park, <laughs> and stuff like that. Honestly, yeah. Okay, okay. And then China was like, oh, the Chinese public were like, this is the best hippie stuff ever. We love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fulan Gong, I think it's called. How the hell do you yeah. know this stuff? Reading it. What the? So anyway. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. And so um, so these people like tens of thousands of the people in different parts of China would go into the parks and do yoga all together and they have like this senseis they teach us and all this stuff and nothing happened great China didn't care okay and then those tens of thousands replicated and they hired not hired they encouraged they converted other people towards a cause which is just to be peaceful and hippie and it became millions of people and suddenly the Chinese government said hold up a second these millions of people are following the, these leaders fair enough the leaders are currently saying just chill and be peaceful. What if these leaders change their mind tomorrow and say, I don't like the gov- Chinese government. The government's being anti-religious. They're not being Buddhist enough. Mm. 
And so they stopped saying, you're not allowed to practice religion anymore. Is this Dalai Lama came from? No, no, Dalai Lama is a, like the mainstream Buddhism. This isn't mainstream Buddhism. This is like a cult within Buddhism. Mm. So um, the Chinese government banned the religion. So this religion is not allowed to be practiced anymore. What the hell? And they were like, what are you on about? We're, we're literally hippies. All we want is peace and love. How can you ban peace and love? Are you crazy? And they started revolting against them. And um, they, they, they massacred them. And they, they did exactly when was this a, over the 90s and early 2000s. And even now, they still ban Fudong Gong. And um, they, 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 they harvest their organs and they, they do all sorts of crazy stuff to them. The same thing they do to Uyghurs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fu Long Long. Yeah. Protest. Organ harvesting. Jeez. Wow. So the point is, it's, it's been done before. Dharma wheel. It's very similar to, it's like a hybrid version of Hinduism. and. But the the mindset is of, of a one, of a unilateral mindset from the government. The, the government wants everyone to be homogenous in their culture in China as much as possible so that if if Xi Jinping says you do something they all say oh yeah of course we want to do that but thing. isn't that obviously isn't that the one thing that we are as human beings are should be against it's authoritarianism okay it's, uh, let me argue against that I, I, just, I agree with you and I, I'm increasingly agreeing with you because of how 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 he's misused his power mm-hmm. in against the Uyghurs I mm-hmm. think there obviously was a better solution than just massacring them mm-hmm. um, uh, and he just decided that to essentially abuse his power and and literally kill how, who knows like we haven't let any journalists in so we don't know what exactly is going on there but we know it's messed up similar to whatever happened to the Fulangong people but um sorry what was i going to say oh yeah authoritarianism yeah. but one of the counter arguments to that let's take something like climate change with authoritarianism you can make big scientific scientific improvements overnight if you can adopt massive changes without protests or with minimal uh, interference with the from the public for example if you want to um I, I don't know how tax system works in china but if you want to increase the tax in the, in china to improve health care you just do it and everyone just obeys you if you want to uh, make all the buses green in Shen, shenzhen and it's going to cost an extra x amount of tax you just charge that extra tax and if people we don't still do that in this society as I well. I agree it's better to do it with free choice rather than being enforced upon you 100% even morally that's that's a superior moral society it's someone mm. who's actively moral rather than being persecuted to be moral mm. but um it works I mean that's why China has all these mega structures because with as long as the government isn't corrupt they can just get stuff done basically that's why China's progressed so much is because of the authoritarianism if it was a, a democracy, it wouldn't have happened so much. Let me flip that to you, and I'll tell you one word: Russia. Yeah. Why hasn't uh, Why hasn't that become a China then? Because Russia's corrupt. Russia has. So you think Xi Jinping is the most uncorrupt? Is less corrupt than Russia? Yeah. I mean, uh, but, but isn't he's not there to line his own pockets? He's, I, I genuinely believe he wants the best for for the world. Wow, I would but, never have realized one of my closest people yeah. in my life. I mean, is I, actually. I mean, I hate the geezer for what. Oh, he's, really? Do yeah, you now? For what he's done to 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 the Uyghur Muslims and even to the the Fulangong people and people ne- people won't. In a thousand years, people will look at the bridges. They won't be thinking about the people who were persecuted. 
I don't think I don't, that's the wrong perspective. They should be thinking about. You should always think about the marginalized in this society. Mm. Of course, I of course I believe that. Mm. But um, you have to realize that he needs to be. This is the benefit of the of, of, of democracy is that, like, the idea of moral debate and of freedom of speech mm. and of put, making everyone a participant in success mm. rather than just enforcing it upon them and destroying the, the competition or destroying the the interference from other people. Mm. I, mean, I mean, what do you think? I'm, I've talked about him a lot. What do you think about what I've just said? Look, uh, my stance is pretty much similar to what it was before. Because uh, I haven't really changed much about it. And there's not much to say about it, to be honest with you. Because I, I completely agree um, that authoritarianism would work um, in an idealistic society where you have a more morally conscious leader. But when you don't have a morally conscious leader, in the case of Modi's, in the case of um, Xi Jinping, in the case of um, Vladimir Putin, in the case of Trump, um, we have these maniac leaders... Uh, there's one in uh, the leader of Philippines. I can't remember his name. Those the Emirados. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, what's his name? Another guy, um, uh, Kim Jong Un. Right. Mm. If you have these kind of maniacs walking around, authoritarianism is probably the worst thing that you can possibly do. But I said to you, you need to create a more conscious society. If you have a more conscious society like Norway, you can have um, leaders coming within the society who who would be able to have consciousness. And have the trust, like Justin Trudeau did, for example, with, with within his own people. Yes, he's corrupt. I would not. I would say he is corrupt. If you really read about it, he basically came up and said, "Well, we're going to reduce carbon emissions," and then he went There's straight. The pipeline. Yeah, and then yeah, he did yeah, the yeah, pipeline yeah. stuff with. I the, was so shocked. Yeah, but then the whole point is that he he turned around and said, "Well, I did that for my own country, and I can turn around and say, isn't Norway uh, uh, contributing to global warming by yeah, selling all that? Are, so, but, but, what, what, obviously, what they are, this is what my dad said as well the other day. He said, we always need to start from within. So start from within, work for on yourself, then you work on your uh, on your family, then you work on your people your uh, uh, who are associated with your family, then you work on your community, then you kind of grow outwards. I think if you start from within and work outwards, it's you create a much more holistic, much more critical and much more conscious society much more close-knit society versus i snap my finger and you have to listen to me now mm. do you know what i mean so i think i think um a socialist governments in the world um if run properly with uh with with, with i won't call it so uh, with with a with with a, with, a, with free markets with 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 um letting uh freedom towards capitalism complete freedom towards capitalism uh, allowing businesses to flourish is the best society that you can actually form and those are the societies that actually do well uh, okay let me counter that go on so um the western democracies have been the biggest contributors to global warming for example mm -hmm. over the last century only because of lack of education that's what i would okay, say also they've been I don't know if it's how, how how many people they've killed if it's the biggest percentage of people they killed since World War Two, but I mean, there's been Morning. tens of millions of people who have died in the war 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 on terror, or however many millions of innocent yeah, civilians. Yeah, it's only because they misinformed their people intentionally misinformed their people. But that's it's actually that's, that's what what I'm saying is that it actually boils down to the actual individual. Like tomorrow, if Bernie mm. Sanders. 
um, this is this is why we have a parliament system, um, and this is the problem with the American system right now as well. Right now in America, if the president decides he's going to bomb a country, he doesn't need to get an approval from his parliament to actually bomb a government. But the system is still in place. I mean, it checks the measures basically. Yeah, whereas Xi Jinping, yeah, there's no there's no wants. concept of parliament there. Yeah. If you know what I mean, that's the problem. Um, I agree. I mean, I mean, and we can be critical of Donald Trump. We can theoretically impeach and i use air quotes here donald trump right but nobody can do that with xi jinping of course not so that's the point i'm trying to make that we need to create a more critically conscious society we need to let individual minds flourish and to be honest with you i say this and I, then i realize i i realize that how f- how far advanced china actually has become as well like they have become crazy advanced mm. okay so i don't understand how can authoritative government like china have produced scientists which are like the most amazing scientists on the planet how the hell have they done that in terms of technology they, by funding you, them the same way but, but he, so basically what you're saying is that uh, so, uh, what, I mean, okay so you, yeah you did early early men- earlier you mentioned that that he actually asked the not asked or he put um scientists in charge within the government as well so that's mm-hmm. what one of the things he's done but okay that kind of that kind of answers that question mm-hmm. but like it it kind of so this is one thing that we can learn and adapt from chinese culture as well mm-hmm. so yes the other stuff that they're doing is absolutely horrendous but one thing that good that they have done in order to flourish their society um is is to is to pop, is to encourage scientists to do more but but they've also brainwashed the public I mean so well, I mean not not we we do that all the time. No though. but but to, to, on an extreme level like they've mm. banned Google and YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they yeah. have their own they have WeChat. Why do they have WeChat so they can monitor the shits out of the individual? Yeah, you say that but then <laughs> yeah, why but, do we but, have WhatsApp? WhatsApp. But, but, do you not think Facebook's you, monitoring WhatsApp? But you get secret police knocking on your door every time you do something wrong. Is that or is that yeah, what happens yeah, in China? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's very it's very like Okay, um, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't even send WhatsApp pictures in and out of China. Whoa. You know, and you, you, you it's very Whoa. it's very authoritarian yeah, it's more than you think they use VPNs to to access basic services of the internet wow. and in North Korea it's the same thing people don't have access to the internet so that they can they can so Xi Jinping has so much trust in his own moral judgment that he's taking it upon himself to make moral judgment about everything for 1.6 or 2 billion people who live what in this What do other people think of that? What do the people Chinese people some Chinese people hate him but they will get executed if they if they if they very publicly Basically same similar to Kim Jong Un isn't it? Exactly except that he is just more advanced than that. And so but the point is I'm try- I agree with you is that if if Xi Jinping's um successor is is corrupt that country will fall apart mm. because suddenly he has a power to line his own family's pockets. Whoever Mr. X will be next, and he can completely tear down that country from the inside out because he's got access to all the buttons. Hmm. If he suddenly doesn't care about the welfare of the world, and even though as screwed up as we think Xi Jinping is, he does care about the wealth welfare of the world. He is trying to make China greener and more successful and open to international trade. That's why this is a whole tension between why why is there tension? Because he wants to trade with America, he wants to trade with the rest of the world, he wants. The world to prosper and mm. also China to be involved in that prosperity to mm. ideally be on the top. Mm. But if the next guy who comes along doesn't give a shit about anything else except for how wealthy he can get mm. from his stay in in, in office, mm. then he will take the money out of Chinese healthcare, out of, out of the universities, and just pretend to fund them and fund himself. And so in America, 
I mean, Donald Trump has tried to do this. His his own the Trump Foundation charity is is being investigated for fraud. Yeah, because they you know the whole idea we talk about privately about having a trust so you can you can be more tax efficient. Privately. Yeah. So he he did that, and now it's been shown to be corrupt. So he tried to do it, but there's checks and balances against him in America. Whereas if you had Donald Trump in China, the world would be on fire right now. Because you take a crazy mind and put it in a position of power. So you think Trump is crazier than Xi Jinping? Without a doubt. Xi Jinping is a very well-balanced guy. As crazy as he is, as much as genocide is he doing, he's, compared to the average leader, he's, he's quite well-balanced. Hmm. If you take someone like Trump who spent... You think Xi Jinping sits on Twitter all day and, and messes around? Do you think he plays golf all day? He works his socks off. Fair enough is to... to I mean, it's not fair enough. Lord, you're such a big advocate. You I'm hate not, the guy, but yeah, it's such yeah, a but big, you, you know, to, he works hard. You know, no, but do, do you genuinely think he's, he's pissing around? <laughs> like, what do you think he's achieved in the last? Look how, look at they have the world's biggest everything there. Hmm. It's 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 really efficient. I'm not saying the people are um, uh, virtuous as individuals, but because they have a communist society, they they still have a huge population that is extremely below the poverty line you know that too but right they're also and rocketing out of that poverty situation are they when when we were kids china was was, was a one was, child was a policy rice, was a rice land it yeah. was like it was grasslands everyone the average guy was a farmer was literally peasant the average salary of a of look to look at the graphs of china's growth over the last 20 30 years it's, mm. it's mind-boggling there's there's no equivalent Mm. Yeah, it's because of authoritarianism, because they could manipulate their people. Depend who the authority is. Yeah. Basically, I'm saying, luckily for the Chinese people, they've been they've been looking after them. Mm. If that changes, then they're screwed, obviously. But it, what I'm trying to say is, ethics and what's right and what's wrong is is hard to define, and there's parameters we learn about. Like, like we just talked about consequentialism for the last mm. hour. Idea that it doesn't matter how you get there; it's the outcome that matters. Yep. Yeah. Other people might say no; it's virtue ethics that matters, meaning what's virtuous at the time. Hmm. What's what would a good person do? Hmm. Yeah. And a good person might say, "I'll sacrifice the integrity of my borders as long as everyone's happier today." Hmm. You know, that's another spin. And how do you say which one's better, which one's worse? I I would argue that it's whatever causes the greatest amount of happiness. In in, in, and, in summary, and you could debate the numbers on that. You could say that if um, who's on the west of China, I think it's India, isn't it? On the west of China. The west of China is Mongolia. Oh, no, what less uh, north of China? Well, actually, they've got the waters of Japan. No, west, that's east. That's, sorry, east. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So west we, is pa- uh, Pakistan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, I Russia. Think mainly India and Russia. In that India country. is south. Okay, but let's say. Um, it, let, let's say, for, the, for argument's sake, that it opens, uh, Xi Jinping changes his mind and says, we're going to let the Uyghur people just do what they want, yeah? Mm. And um, they can just continue farming or having a simple life, speak their own language, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, the Uyghurs say, we want our own country. And they get their own country because this guy was like being virtuous, do what you want, yeah? And then the Indians take that as a quick route into China during a war the following year. I'm just giving you a very random example. And then that country, that section of the country gets bombed out because Indians can form their bases really quickly mm. in the event of a war. Mm. Then has he really done the virtuous thing? Because his own people That's such a, such a speculative view, though. It is, it is speculative. 
It's so, such a spectacle. Why, why do people think about these things? Because this this stuff happened but in the, World War Two. Yeah. Like things like this literally happened. Million. Pol- what happened to Poland? Poland got destroyed by Hitler because his borders weren't secure and he didn't spend enough on his military. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, UK didn't respond quick enough. These things we sound hypothetical, but millions have died because of the the inactions or the the decision making. So if I was, if I turn around to you and say, and Trump says to you that Qasem Soleimani was planning something on U.S. people or U.S. soil or yeah. U.S. and he took that action, why are we then getting mad at him? Why aren't we supporting him then for his decision? I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying have believe in these people. Like for example, Xi Jinping right now is saying we're not persecuting our. Muslim Uyghur people. Obviously, I don't believe that for a second. But so that's it. Full stop. I, I'm not saying believe me. I don't see what your point is. My point is that you're saying that he's doing it, and because to to ultimately protect his own people. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying to ultimately uh, protect his own country. Yeah. Right. Therefore, that would yield into more happiness and more prosperity into host, in host country in yeah, his own yeah. country. Therefore, consequentially, why don't right, I believe in Donald Trump's? Yeah, he uh, consequentially he uh, he's doing the good thing according to him and his own people, right? Yeah, yeah. So the similar similar situation apply to Donald Trump. Why you have this distaste for, for Donald Trump then when he goes out and murders one of the biggest leaders of uh, of the. Of of a massive Muslim country in the Middle East, then because I think at least over the last thirty years, mm-hmm. American fo- foreign policy has a really bad track record. You don't think China has a really bad track record? Not as bad as America. Oh my policy. God! Come on. But what has China done that's comparable to the war well, against just, Iraq? You just said uh, f- uh, Falun Gong. Falun Gong. Yeah. Okay. For A, mm. uh, B, uh, you know what they're doing to Hong Kong. You know what they're doing to Taiwan. Uh, you can't you know compare Hong to Kong Uyghur. to Iraq. What do you mean? I can't. I'm not comparing the two. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying how are they treating these certain countries which are associated with China or people within China? How are they being treated by the by the government of China? Yeah. And similarly, how are Mexicans being treated, or how the Muslims are being treated in America under Trump? It's the same bloody thing. You're supporting one and not supporting the other because one. I'm not supporting the weak, the suppression. I'm of not. The I'm not. I'm, I'm not. not. I know you're not supporting, but yeah. you're, you're saying that there's a greater good in China by doing what okay. he's doing. Okay. Whereas you're Let not me... seeing there's greater good according to Trump. There's greater good by doing all these things to Americans. You know. Let me tell you something. Did you know? Do you know the defense of? Uh, what the Americans say in in moral defense of themselves. Do you know what the defense is for having bases around the world? Mm, I might know it, but I can't remember. The Go defense on. of spending gazillions of pounds mm-hmm. a year on on maintaining their bases internationally. Self defense is stability of world peace, <laughs> and okay. I actually do believe it. Bloody hell! Yeah. How did how did this guy just got in yeah. from one conversation? We, we're sitting at two hour and almost forty minutes, right? Yeah. This guy has turned from from a, a, a left left climate advocate to a right wing. I believe absolute. It. I believe nutter. it from an extreme distance, but when you zoom in. I think, especially these days, it's starting to break down. Not these days; it's always broken down. It's just that never been advertised and been exposed. Now it's been exposed day in and day out yeah. by certain things. I'm just really surprised. Uh, let me give you, let me let me give you a very simple understanding of it. Okay. So, if you have a power vacuum like in Syria right now, mm-hmm. that's not Syria. Right, Syria right now is less of a power vacuum than it was say two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
after the collapse of the Syrian government mm-hmm. and there was all this infighting, civil war basically, civil war intensifies, amplifies violence. So okay. everyone's trying to fight for what they believe in. Okay. But as a consequence of their differing beliefs, they just end up in violence. Okay. Okay. Whereas if you have one dominant force, whether it's good or bad, okay, such as American uh, influence, mm-hmm. and they reduce the competition and they crush, they suppress, say, a thousand people here, a thousand people there, and they say, no, no, this is our base and we're staying here and if you decide you're going to try and change your government, we're going to bomb you until you go back to your original government, yeah? Suddenly people stop fighting. Okay. And that's what's happening in the world. That's okay. why, if you look at the statistics of of the number of casualties from uh, from uh, just general like deaths caused by murder slash war mm-hmm. since World War Two, it's been on decline. It's because, in a large part, due to America's influence internationally. This is why everyone's going crazy that Donald Trump's pulling out of the nuclear pact with uh, Russia. This is why everyone's going crazy that Donald Trump's trying to fragment the EU and say, "Oh no, no, uh, Canada's not our friend. Uh, France is not our friend," because it breaks down the power and the reliability of the West. So suddenly, South Korea can say, you know, when you Kim North Ju- Korea, no, no, South Korea, you no, know, Kim Jong Un is saying we're gonna bomb South Korea, we're gonna bomb Japan, and they're looking at North Kim Jong Un like, obviously you're not because we're America's friend, and America has bases here, and America will bomb you back before you even press the button. Yeah, hmm. this is why Kim Jong Un hasn't done it. Yeah, hmm. and so if America, Donald Trump saying, forget. Forget everyone. Forget our bases. You know what? These people are right. We're spending gazillions of pounds every year maintaining these bases. And we need to keep our money for ourselves. If South Korea want to have a fight with North Korea, let them fight. Yeah? Or if Japan wants to fight with China, let them fight. Yeah? The problem with this rhetoric is that it makes them say, oh, shit, don't. America hasn't got our back anymore. Kim Jong-un might actually bomb us. Let's start, re- let's start spending more on our own military. And they start doing it and they start actually fighting. You know, this is what. But have they actually started fighting though? They no, haven't. but look, look what's happening with Kim Jong Un. Like he's becoming more and more ballsy by the day because I mean, no, no one's taking action against him. Yeah. Mm. Same thing happened with Hitler. Hitler was rearming himself, even though it was illegal after World War One. They said no. Uh, Germany is to have minimal military, no aircraft at all. They were. It was illegal for Germany to have a single aeroplane that was military, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, the Germans were defeated, but they accepted it. Like we, we lost, we lost. Fine. This is World War One. After World War One, yeah. Okay. So obviously, World, World War Two happened really soon after World War One. Well, not that soon. Twenty years or so. Yeah, 20 uh, less than twenty years, in fact. Um, 1919 to 1918 19, to 1939. 30, 30, 34, 35. No, yeah. 39 to 45. Oh, sorry, you're completely right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say it's twenty years. Yeah. During those twenty years, yeah. basically, both sides of the world were, uh, were uh, repairing the the buildings and stuff. And the economies but what happened was um hitler came along and said look screw what they say let's just rearm anyway yeah who are they to tell us what to do we shouldn't have lost world war one uh we'll just defend ourselves and he started secretly first at, at first secretly rearming his country mm. and then he started being more open about it like the exact way kim jong-un is doing it now and he's saying oh actually maybe i do have a nuke let's just fly over japan and see what everyone does and no one's doing anything. They're just saying, oh, naughty boy, don't do that, yeah? And then, uh, same thing happened with Hitler. Hitler then paraded his military. 
in his own country. He did a tour of his country with his military, saying, look how sick our planes are. And we've got a whole fl- a whole fleet of Messerschmitts or whatever they were called, yeah? And then uh, UK was like, naughty boy, don't do that. But they didn't really bother because they were so concerned about their own economy. Um, and then next thing you know, he started... Um, uh, using well, the... He started basically using his bombs, yeah. And he went to Spain and he used his Spain. But my question war, to uh, you uh, becomes, yeah, go okay, on. what gives America the, uh, the right to... No one, nothing. It doesn't give anyone the right to do it. The fact that it is there is useful, though. It could just as well be China. Yeah? It mm. could just as well be anyone. It's the it's the monopoly that they have over it that makes it useful for stability and peace. It's not their so you're models. saying so your argument is uh, that America is actually is the beacon actual beacon for peace. It's actually not creating a, peace in the world. It's creating it's peace creating almost stability. By accident. Yeah, almost it, by accident. No, because that's their the reason they have the bases is because they want to create peace. That's their slogan. Yeah. And you're saying that they are they are right because it is working. Because before they, if they weren't there, and if before they were there, mm. there were loads of wars and there were loads of things that were happening. So mm. let me let me flip that towards you then. Why haven't they done the same in Africa? Because in Africa, you've got these warlords always fighting these smaller countries, always bombing this each other. The, There's always war yeah. going on. Apartheid was just a couple of years ago, couple of years, I mean, couple yeah, yeah. of decades ago, uh, when Mandela was around. Um, because it's not philanthropic. This this idea of maintaining world peace, not, they don't give a shit about countries that don't affect them economically. This mm. isn't like um, for the sake of morality That's necessarily. Really, that's a really cool strategy, though. Yeah, it's I mean, exactly if I was America, Chi- but it's exactly what China. Really cool. Let me interrupt. You. It's exactly what China is doing. China is not um, uh, building infrastructure in Europe necessarily. It mm. is a little bit, but it's it's developing its own future. The, the what do they call it the the Belt and Road uh, initiative. Initiative. That's yeah. what it's called, isn't it? So basically, Xi Jinping is thinking, I want trade to go from here to here. Therefore, I'll develop from here to here. Yeah. Mm. Same thing. Uh, America was saying, Europe is our ally. We'll give all these loans to Europe, yeah, and we'll develop Europe, and then we can have beautiful trade with Europe, and we'll also get low rates, low exchange rates with Europe, because you know we help them build up, and they owe us, yeah. Africa, people thought at the time that Africa was deplete of of uh, resources, resources, and also it was so vastly backwards that it wasn't worth it wasn't worth their money basically. that's surprising yeah. they didn't think about middle east even yeah. though that is actually backwards in a lot of ways yeah yeah but you get what i'm trying to say um so it's literally whatever's convenient then they'll they'll secure peace in that area there yeah hmm. so why do you think uh, america props up israel it's not because israel's a great place it's because oil is great they need stability around oil so they can kick they can get that oil out of there and use it for themselves if america or europe becomes like dependent on solar energy and stuff like that, they'll 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 completely cut off Israel because they don't need Israel anymore. Israel's of no use to them anymore. But why is it that they support Israel more it's than not any other country in the whole world? Because oil is expensive. What they could support? Uh, I don't know another country like that, what? That, I don't know, like I don't like Nigeria. Yeah. Okay, okay that's right. Uh, I'm sure America has its fingers in Nigeria. But they don't. They, there's nowhere near as much support as. But there's nowhere near as much oil. Yeah, uh, especially Israel has that much oil. Not Israel, Saudi Arabia and surrounding countries. Okay, so Israel is a check against those countries from from going to complete chaos. Hmm. Yeah, because well, Israel is a dominant force in that in that region. So 
America has its fingers in all these countries from Israel. Israel is their military base. It's a massive base for them, basically. They're military base all over the bloody place, don't they? But you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a basically a 50-second state for them. Hmm. Yeah. 50-second? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fine. So you see what I'm trying to say? <laughs> that This is my understanding of, of, of no, no, I mean, politics. This is, uh, to be honest yeah. with you, it's a very astute observation from at from. It's your... not an observation. It's just what I've been, from books I've been listening to. And stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd like to know what those books are because yeah. um, from what you've said, it makes it makes a lot of sense to put yeah. things into perspective. Um, but at the same time, I just think that America is getting to the point where it's becoming a, a bit of a rogue nation uh, mm. not a bit of a rogue nation uh, and it's not just um, because Trump's around and everybody start hating the guy it's when even was Obama was around and before them and the Bushes and, and like year on year and they have done that and have you read the book called Confessions of an Economic Hitman I've, I think I've read the like YouTube summary of it <laughs> YouTube summary yeah okay um, it, it just told you how it just tells you how America kind of destabilizes governments how they try and uh, manipulate leaders of smaller governments with resources how they loan them crap loads of money and build infrastructures in those countries to help those countries mm. and then uh, and then devalue their currency um, and then they say to them that you owe us so sell us your oil for cheap exactly um, do, you see, do you see how it makes sense in yeah, my in my yeah in my definitely that's that's why i haven't really interjected too much when you mm. actually made those points because i haven't really looked at it from a wider context especially the point when you made that you're you're when i remember if an american i remember having this conversation when i was in valencia um in spain speaking to an american guy david um he and he was like in order to maintain world peace we need america and mm. i just couldn't get my head around that whatsoever i was yeah. like what the hell is this guy talking about mm. um it's not america it's just, it's just one dominant force yeah we, yeah and he's like uh, we need our influence in on, on on the whole world and it all depends on economics and it all depends on uh, who's wealthier who's mm. got the control and the people or the the country that has got the control the, the country that is more powerful that country gets to dictate whatever they want to to, to do yeah, exactly. and they are the ones that will be prosperous and everybody every country wants to be prosperous yeah um uh, um he basically said that um, Arabs' way of doing it is by uh, brute force, by war, and by killing each other. Africa is the same. They're very medieval in that sense. Mm. Okay. Um, but nobody uh, is as methodical and strategic as America. Mm. Um, I couldn't really get that. I was mm. like, you guys don't need to be there. Why? Uh, you guys are not adding They don't to need to be there. They want to be there. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I got, I got it now. When you said to you, when you said to me, this is true. If the America wasn't there, these countries will bomb each other to to oblivion, mm. because these countries. And look, I mean, I'm not saying America doesn't do that. America's right now supporting Saudis in, uh, and they're bombing Libya, Libya or not Libya, Yemen. They're bom bombing Yemen like absolutely crazy. America's been responsible for civilian deaths since friggin' a long, long time. But what my brain. Um, uh, can't get my head around is that America doesn't need to do any of that. America just can leave the, these countries alone. And to be honest with you, when Donald Trump gets up and says that we need to leave, we don't need to stay here, we don't need to create, even though he's increased forces now, but before his rhetoric was that we don't need to be there, we need to bring our people home. He's right. I I support that sort of ideology. We don't need, to be honest with you... But what will happen is... Before China wasn't able, didn't have the the eco mm. economic, didn't have the money Power, yeah. to to swoop in and take yeah. whatever America's left. But now it does. Mm. So, for example, you asked about China, Amer about Africa. Like, why didn't they invest in Africa? 
maybe they were short-sighted about it and they thought we stretched our resources far enough across the globe um we won't, won't invest too much in africa they do have bases in i know africa. they do but they, but they don't have in they don't have that many yeah so china knows that so china is, is the i think the biggest investor in china in, in, in africa right now oh really wow. yeah so china has done exactly what america did to south america and to europe they're doing that to africa now so the same thing they do with pakistan they're giving them these massive loans and they probably most likely won't be able to pay them back which makes them their bitch basically and so uh, uh um China has every reason to go to war with a country that doesn't pay back as long. So we, we, we paid you back. We gave you a 500 billion worth of, uh, of, of money and we gave you 20 years to pay back. Pay it back. Otherwise, we put our... This is what they're saying. We'll put, put our, our bases, bases in, in your, your country. country. Yep. Why? So that we can secure our borders by a greater empire and basically start spreading cheap, um, cheap uh, so trade. So do you see the future becoming more... China versus US. Yeah, 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 have you not read the news? Like, have you not realized why the whole thing about the? Have I not read the news? Yeah, about about the, about the, the is it the Red Sea or the Chinese the Red Sea? Sea. Or, what, the I, Chinese. I think they even. I think they have even debate about the Which name. Which news have you read, bro? But basically, the um, the China was just south of China mm. towards Japan and Indonesia. Mm. There's a body of water. Okay. Okay. And there's like five countries that. Yep. Uh, surround the, surround this surround yeah. this water. That water is strategic for trade. Okay, okay. It's, it's a good access port to to China. Now, ideally, if you have a massive body of water, you can just access with massive amounts of ships. Mm. Then you can just you can use it as a hub, mm. like, you know, a, sh- a shipping hub. But everyone else is saying, nah, this is also our shipping hub. Uh, but China's like first. China didn't say anything. Let's say twenty years ago, it was it was it wasn't even on the radar. Nothing happened, and then they start building because there's a there's a, uh, in the the UN Charter, wherever it is, basically whoever decides the maritime laws, they said that if you have something that's your land within a certain amount of area around that land, it's also your your borders as well. Okay, mm. so China start building artificial islands away from its main bo- main island into this sea, <laughs> and they said, oh, two miles or twenty mile radius so around hours, that, hours around that. Start building it towards these other countries as well, and saying this is China's sea now. This is China's area, and uh, you you can see videos. So if an airplane starts to approach the area, they will communicate with their airplane and they'll shout at it, "Turn away from China's land! We will attack!" Like that, yeah. But before they weren't saying that. But then if an American plane comes in, because America is a big country, mm-hmm. they'll say gently, uh, "This is Chinese water. Uh, would like you to please turn around," uh, you know. Uh, and then they will increasingly becoming more aggressive against every. Uh, including America, very slowly. Against so you're America. listening to this. You've listened to this yourself. You can see, I'll send you the link if you want oh, to. Okay, I'd love to but listen. The, to the smaller countries are shout at them, but the bigger countries they're more quiet with. Mm. Yeah. But eventually, they'll say, "Actually, no, America is not allowed here at all. We will, it's a declaration of war if you enter this if you enter this uh, this area." And then America has to eventually say, "Either we do it and risk." Well, they've done it right now in uh, in Iraq when Iraq has said but that we who, need you. Who's go- Iraq? We need you people. We need uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Iraq's know. not gonna put out fighter jets against America. If it, if it does, it wouldn't last long. Yeah, but if China suddenly China's a real threat now. Yeah, I say a threat. What's the difference in Chinese foreign policy and American foreign policy? I just hope that the Chinese leaders are nicer than the American leaders. <laughs> you know. And you know, the, you'd for, like to believe that, wouldn't you? For the you'd sake, like to believe no, but, uh, the great Xi Jinping is no, nicer no, than it's, the it's, horrible Donald Trump. Because he's he's now, Xi Jinping is now the leader of Pakistan. 
Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. fair. He's now the leader of Africa. Yeah, and he probably died before it becomes a reality. Yeah, but whoever's okay. his his next leader, I hope that he's a fair guy, and he doesn't do what America did with the South American countries and support yeah, these banana Venezuela, republics yeah, and all this crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, Cuba, what they've done. Yeah, and do what, what they're doing with Yemen. I hope they're not like that. I hope they're better than that. And I, maybe they're worse. Do you think they're more morally responsible? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think humans are capable of that doing that, especially world leaders as well. Mm. I mean, uh, um, this is the thing: if you create more socialist governments, which are consciously, and you 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 give you give them um, idea of education, you give not idea of education, like you, you instill with them the importance of education, yeah. importance of self preservation, yeah. importance of. Um, of lifelong commitment to learning mm. certain things in life, right? If you, if you instill that in within those people, you create a more conscious society. Mm. And that's the point I'm trying to make. So it, so ultimately, what we need to lead towards is no basis in the, in the world at all. Mm. We need a freer society, freer movement. We need, in order for us to achieve that, yeah. we need to instill certain amount of education, not secular education per se, but even from a religious perspective as but well. But honestly, I don't, I get what you're saying, but I don't know what the ultimate goal is. Yeah, ultimate like, goal is world peace like yeah that's how, how you achieve because like, how many people how many countries have norway sweden finland hmm. have attacked it's true how many I, none? No, no, no. yeah i agree yeah yeah I, I the whole point is and the only reason america isn't in norway is because mm. america didn't know that off the borders of norway in the deep seas there were crap loads of uh oil, oil. and mm. if they if they had known that they would probably have military bases right now over mm. there too but the whole point i'm trying to make is that you can create a more conscious society. You can yeah. do. You can have loads of Norways in the world. I do agree on like Scandinavian model. I, I agree. You know, I think it's the best model in the world. When two thousand eight crash happened, right? We all the other countries in the world, including the Scandinavian countries, bailed out their bankers. Okay, yeah. they screwed. They let other people, the people who got screwed over, get screwed over even more. Mm. Okay, the companies going bust, they let them go bust. Yeah, just to so that they can save their financial sector. Countries did that openly. There was only one country that I know of, consciously, that did not let that happen. Yeah. That was Iceland. Iceland mm. was the only country that didn't let that I, I'm saying that they saved their own people over yeah. the banks. Mm. The whole point is that if banks make the mistakes, banks should be the one paying that. Yeah. If so, therefore, what I'm saying is that if America makes mistakes, America should be made to pay for the mistakes. If they're going to be... Um, if they're going to be the total, total, totalitarian government, excuse my pronunciation of the word, and if they're if they're trying to be beacons of peace, if they are causing instability in any region, if they are causing, if they are responsible for even one civilian death, because they're the ones jumping on the peace bandwagon, the, the, they should be made to pay for it. But who polices the police? <laughs> I always <laughs> thought it was the UN, but I realized that there was veto power. Or may, maybe it's beneficial that China is 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 becoming stronger. Maybe China will. We check. need that competition. Yeah, maybe we need competition. In, I personally think in, that that's this is why people are saying this is the this is the year of World War Three. Yeah. This is where um, all the Arab countries are going to rally against uh, getting America out. America will resist. China will get involved, <laughs> and Russia will get involved. Turkey is already arming themselves like crazy. Yeah. Kim Jong Un is ready with his nukes. So if anything, this is, and India and Pakistan are like on the brink of war because of Kashmir. So and Australia. Uh, Australia uh, Palestine and uh, Israel has always been at war. I honestly don't. I don't. I don't feel like anything crazy is about to happen. Yeah, because you you don't realize you and I live in a nestle. You and I live mm, in such a, a pseudo uh, relaxed environment. 
And w- the greatest amount of st- stress we have in this country is that, oh my God, I'm stressed at work. This is the sort of life mm. that we, we, we lead, essentially. You know what I mean? This is the troubles that we have. Oh, my son's not listening to me. You know, that's the sort of problems people face in this country. And that's the skewed perception that we have. Oh, everything's absolutely fine. It, I don't know whether it, it is absolutely fine or not, but from the from what we see, uh, I don't think I don't think we are in any safer as we were say ten years ago when America was advocating for peace. I don't think they have changed anything really. I don't think they've improved. I, I don't think they have made the world a safer place by policing and having bases in those countries. I think they looked after their own interests. They looked after their own interests to the point that that they you know how American system works, right? There there are people who are at the back control. How America behaves. They, if like they want to lobbyists, cre- basically. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, just lobbyists as well. But what I'm trying to say is that they have so much money. They have so much power. Like people are always asking me um, whenever I have this sort of conversation. Why doesn't Jeff Bezos pay his fair share of taxes? I mean, the, the guy gave hundred million away, by the way, the other day, and and every and Corbyn retweeted it, uh, to, to him or tweeted you just pay to him. Taxes, and you don't have to. Yeah, right. Now I, I can flip that. Um, Amazon created a cloud service for the American government uh, that allowed th- them to spy on as many people as they possibly can. So if anything, the Amazon is benefiting the uh, 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 the totalitarian authoritative government of the secret government of America, basically. If they're providing that service to him, what makes you think that government would be responsible enough to say to uh, Amazon on top? First, they've given them billions, apparently. I think the whole... Uh, um, Transaction was about half a billion pounds. Uh, so that's what made Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos, essentially. It, 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 his value is almost one trillion now. Why is that? Because of America supported the guy uh, into create because he serviced them. He helped them. Do you know? Yeah, so yeah. you can't turn around and say, oh, he should pay more taxes because he won't do that. And American, especially American government, would make sure he never does that because they need more favors from the guy. My understanding of taxes is, and I'm kind gonna, of, we're gonna get off another yeah, tangent now. Yeah. Oh lord! I think we should close it at this, but let me just say, my understanding of of, of taxes is it's a, it's a balance between taxing businesses so much that they don't want to work in your country anymore and they yep. just leave and go to a, a cheaper country, versus um, not taxing them and making your own people starve because you need that money. That's a silly way of looking at so, it. No, that's a very simplistic view. That's my simplistic. You're you're looking at it as an on and off switch. I'm looking at it as a dimmer switch. I'm saying yeah, obviously it's not that I'm not that basic, yeah. but that's my basic premise of it. I understand. Anyway, I think we should call it, man. It's been a long, <laughs> long podcast. Indeed, indeed. Um, we're coming up to uh, three hours and two minutes now. Mm. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to this. I know that um, this has never not been easy, but uh, the the whole point of this discussion was to explore um. A bit of Zada's backstory, and uh, and now the depths of my mind, the, the depths of his mind, and I think in three hours, we, you and I have, um, and all of us who is listening to this have have gotten to realize um, how deep that depth is. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many ideas that have been no backing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> basically. Um, and and why does he have those things? Is because he researches, he studies, and he's got this yearn, um, and he's got this love to find out about these things, and it makes him a much more conscious human being at the end of the day, and it makes him, it allows him to make his own mind up. He's not a sheep like everybody else. He's not following the crowd like everybody else. He has his own ideas and his own philosophical um, mind, and that is the most important thing out there. That's something that we all need to strive towards, and you can only do that 
by self-education, by lifelong commitment to education. And that's why, as you already know, I've made this platform um, uh, so uh, called vitaleducators.com where you can also get your own um, personal tutor, uh, self-development coach, a mentor, anything in any aspect of any subject in your life uh, from all the way from kindergarten to all the way to um, in any subject and all the way to A-level and university. Um, And um, of course, I know that uh, it won't be as simple as that, but I try and make sure that I give that value back to you. Um, So please visit, visit the website. I will upload more content uh, do contact me on my social media um, uh, which is vital educators um, uh, on Facebook and uh, vital educators on Instagram as well and uh, you can also email me at vital educator at gmail.com or you can just email me at support at vital and I really appreciate you listening to this this podcast and um, yeah thank you so much for listening and thank you Zada for coming I really appreciate your input you've been thank absolute you amazing personality um, there's a again like I said to you I can carry on bringing this guy on because uh, <laughs> uh, you know how he is and we have a lot of well I'm not saying we have a lot of free time but we have a lot a lot of things to say um, I think our conversation go off in various tangents I mean if I listen back to this I'll, I'm going to be laughing my ass off because um, my main aim was to talk about careers <laughs> American foreign policy. Yeah, yeah. So we've gone, uh, um, we've gone everywhere. So thank you so much for listening and uh, tune in for the next episode. This was Vital Educators Podcast by Ahmed Saki. Hope you enjoyed. Please follow or subscribe for more content every week.